0: Be here today, glory! Um, wow, here we are in a, a a series in the book of Psalms, in five weeks, five Psalms, and we're taking a look at this. And um, I'm just so excited about this opportunity. I've never really preached out of the Psalms. Uh, I actually, on all my years I preached, I preached one message kind of in a Psalm, like the whole way through. I've referred to it, but this has been so much fun. The problem has been is narrowing down which one. Like when you have too many choices, that's a problem. You got 150 to choose from. How many of you know that's an issue? Like it's like trying to get it down to like just one. And so today we're going to be launching into Psalm 112. And everybody says, Psalm. Why did you pick Psalm 112? And it's like. Because it was there, okay, that's why. Um, I looked at it, read it, and said, this is a good one. Let's just go for it. Let the Word of God breathe all on its own and let the Word of God touch you. How many of y'all are excited about the Word of God today? Y'all excited about that? And um, listen, I don't know if you realize this or not, but we live in a crazy, chaotic world. Does anybody live in the same world I do? Yeah, it's crazy. And so how do you have confidence in the midst of chaos? How do you have confidence in the midst of chaos. Now, before I get to Psalm 112, I want to help you. Thanksgiving's coming. How many of y'all are ready for Thanksgiving? I see those three hands. Very good. And it's, it's all people that aren't hosting Thanksgiving. Very good. And um, very good, but yeah, come on. Thanksgiving is coming, so so I'm gonna help you with some trivia. Gavin preached last week; he gave you some help here. You're like, so you can impress people on Thanksgiving eating dinner. So last week you got the one. If you missed it, I want to make sure you got it. What's the center verse in the Bible? What's the 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 the, the very middle verse of the Bible? Psalm 118, 8. And here it is: It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. How many of y'all think that's a good way? What if what if we centered our lives on that, wouldn't that be a good center for our lives? Well, today I want to help you. What's the, what's the chapter in the Bible that's found right in the middle of the Bible? See, so you're going to be impressing your family this week. I'm telling you right now. They're going to be so impressed by your Bible knowledge. This is Bible trivia right here. So what chapter is, the, is in the center of the Bible? Here we go. It's Psalm 117. Psalm 117. It's also the shortest chapter in the Bible, in the book of Psalms here. Psalm 117. Pray. Praise the Lord, all you nations! Praise Him, all you people of the earth! For His unfailing is for us is, and the Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord! How many of y'all know that? that, That's those are some good verses right there. His His unfailing love for us is powerful and his faithfulness endures. It's, he, he's a faithful God and endures forever. How many of y'all would like to have that as the center verse of your life, center chapter of your life? Wouldn't that be a good one? Yeah, yeah come on, unfailing love and, and trust in God, take refuge in him. And, and that's, what, that's what so many of the Psalms are really all about. They're really just, just over and over, trust in God, through the midst of dark times and through the midst of, of chaotic times. Uh, trust him. And, um, you know, celebrating, like, the, the amount that the church committed over the next three years was actually extra special to me, because I remember 21 years ago, it was my first, it was, it was my, f- I, 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 got, I got the lead pastor position right in October, and in, in, by December, like all the money was almost dwindled, we were down to eleven hundred dollars in the bank. I remember it was the it was the end of November. Our bookkeeper came and said, "Pastor, we have a problem." And I said, "What's that?" And I remember them looking at me and saying, "We we we got like one thousand one hundred dollars in the bank." I remember that, and um, and I said, "Wow, this is this is a this is gonna be a Christmas to remember," and um, and and so I remember I prayed. And all within a week, I really felt like God spoke and God gave me comfort and God met me there. And, uh, and so what we did, I stood up that next Sunday and I hired two new people at the church. And I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to move forward. But I hired two new people and said, this is what we're going to do. And I said, I'm just asking you to, to just get behind what God's doing. And the church got behind it and, and took a bold step by the end of the month. We were no longer scraping to get by. We were, we were blessed and we were giving money away and we've been doing that ever since. Come on, somebody. We should thank God for that right there. And, um, and God shows up sometimes even in times when it's really dark in our lives. And uh, I, I remember uh, a time that was really, really dark. Our one child was going through um, uh, suicidal thoughts in their teens and... Uh, I remember the night, I spent the night at, at Western Psych in the emergency room with them. And I remember, like, God, where are you right now? I remember thinking that. I mean, like, hey, like, uh, hey God, gotta be a really good time to show up. And we got there early in the evening, and they took him in. And um, and uh, the most amazing part, I told I shared with my child this week, I said, hey, man, I'd, I'd like to share this story. Is that okay? And they said, they said, Dad, whatever helps people meet Jesus, you go ahead and use. And uh, I remember being um, in the emergency room that night all alone. And I went from that night, and I was there about 12 hours. I, I, just, I went from despair to joy all in one night. Because I just remember there were some songs, and, and some of some of the people that are old school remember those songs. you know, like, like as the deer pants forth the water, so my soul. And I just remember humming that over and over. You know, you know as the deer pants forth the water, so my soul longeth after thee. And I just just hummed that real, real quiet, and that's, and I just remember just thinking about God's goodness, and and um. All that I can do is worship. I just remember singing that song just all night long. And that God didn't necessarily change the circumstances in that night, but he changed my perspective. And that's what confidence in the midst of chaos is all about. Sometimes we want release from the confidence and God wants us to experience him. And sometimes I want my answer and God just says, I want to be with you. And, and, and right now in our world, there's a lot of chaos and, and it's confusing. And I mean, you, I don't know about you, you go, you go to put gas in your car and you get depressed. It's like, oh my goodness, right? I mean, it's like, how's this, you know like, we're, let me just go through this. And, and I heard a statement recently that whenever you feel loneliness, take that as an invitation to come be alone with God. And that's been helping me because I've been challenged in every way. But I do know this, that God's love and his faithfulness are everlasting. And that you can't change. And so when you read the Psalms and and, and when you look at these together, let's not look at perfect lives and let's never mistake that people's lives being perfect are a sign of God's blessing. Let's look at people that experience God. Are you with me? So when we're looking at the Psalms, we're looking at lives, and we're looking at hope in the midst of chaos. Let's look to that. Let's look to that that God is faithful and He's love, and I take refuge in Him. And I don't know where you are. There's this whole thing this year, even with like the seasonal dysfunctional. You know, it gets dark early, and it's like, oh my goodness, and and it's just it's just easy and and and. And I'm going to make a confession to you. Just There were so many things going on this, this, this past week. I even said to myself once, I said, I just can't wait for Christmas to be over. And I'm like I like Christmas. It's a great time. But with all the pressure of life and the pressures that are going on, it's easy to get there. And what I'm trying to tell you today is, in the midst of our stuff, God shows up. In the midst of where you are right now, God wants to show up there. Because I don't know about you, but do you know what I would do if I wasn't saved? I would get saved. (laughs) That's what I would do. I'm just telling you that's what I would do. Because that's the only answer. And so I'm just trying to bring comfort. Hopefully that's helping you today. I want to try to help you today. I want to try to give you something practical today that you can take out of here. And, um, and if nothing else, you realize my, my life's just like yours. I got challenges, and I got things going on in my life just like you. But, you know, i don't want to praise God through it. And every time the devil thro- tries to throw something up at me, I just turn up the music louder. Are you with me? I didn't say I turn up Fox News louder. Not CNN louder. Mm-mm. No, I just turn up the worship louder. And as I turn the worship music up, everything else drowns up. Are you excited you're here today? Come on. Let's just jump in here. Um, what does it mean to live your best life? I mean, we talk about this. And what does it mean to live your best life? Is it, is it means you're selfish? Does it mean you get whatever you want? We, you ever hear that term? Oh, they're living their best life. And do you ever wonder, what does that mean? What does the best life really mean? Uh, you know, it, it, w- what is it? Are they totally enjoying everything God has to offer? Are they just in a total state of happiness? How about this? That they're living intentional with their life. When we're living our best life, we're living intentionally. In Psalm 112, here it is, Psalm 112, this is where we're going, is, is connected to Psalm 111. Imagine that, 111 then comes. <laughs> You're tracking me. And so um, they, the same amount of verses, same amount of length, same amount of stanzas, one reflects the other. One is about, the Psalm 111 is all about God, and it's an acrostic, which means each stanza, each verse, begins with a different letter, a successive letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and there's all these verses, and then it reflects in Psalm 12. And so I believe one's about God, and one's about man. In in men and women, we were created in the image of God to reflect the greatness of God. So that means, it would be like if God is the sun, that means we the church would be like the moon. We reflect God's glory in the middle of dark times. And so we got to be positioned correctly so that we can shine in the midst of Darkness, because Jesus' church was created for rough times. No, that, that's what we were created for. We were created for that, and so, but we have got to be positioned correctly. So the author's unknown. There's God, and then he reflects into man here, and so here we go. Psalm one twelve, verse one: Praise the Lord, bless it is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah, there we go, it's it's a hallelujah. It's to boast, it's to shine, it's to to act like a fool or a madman. People tell me that's the way I worship. (laughs) I'm cool with it, (laughs) come on. No, see I just wanna shine for Jesus. Worship isn't about me. It's all about the greatness of God. That's what it's about. it's about. It's about God in his glory. And there's this praise the Lord. So no matter what you're going through, if you want confidence in the midst of chaos, we got to go back to a praise the Lord. Now, I know some of us here praise the Lord and we get worried. Have you ever met a praise the Lord person? No, I'm serious. Like, there's some praise the Lord people. You can say, man, I just got a raise at work. Praise the Lord. And it's like, man, things are going good at home. Praise the Lord. I got a flat tire. Praise the Lord. My dog died. Praise the Lord. Like everything's a praise the Lord. And, and do you ever notice like sometimes they irritate you? <laughs> you, you? You immediately thought of somebody in your mind. There we go. It's like you're going through something tough and it's like, praise God. God's doing a work. It's like, no, I don't like this work. But you gotta have a praise the Lord in you. And that means a hallelujah. I'm gonna boast and shine about God. And I say this all the time. I say everybody's happy on payday. But when you're happy three days before payday, that's a sign you got Jesus in you. Are you with me? Because it's not based on what you see. Come on, it's just it's based on something else, something on the inside of you. So there's a praise the Lord here. I'm going to reflect, and there's a, there's a blessed is the man. Blessed, happy, joyful. This word blessed is equivalent to Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes, where, where happy is, and, and blessed is. And, and I'm a blessed man. Even though I don't feel it at times, I'm blessed because I need to go back to, I'm just gonna shine Jesus, I'm gonna boast about him, and if you boast about him, eventually you're gonna look like a madman. I'm gonna to get to that, the last verse in this psalm. But I'm blessed, and I'm so excited, so here it says blessed in, in the fear of the Lord. Everybody say fear of the Lord. Yeah, see, I believe we need to go back to some fear of the Lord, but I want to give you a definition to help you. Um, It's to love what God loves and hate what he hates. It's to realize that we're going to give an account for our lives. See, it's to be in awe of God. There's a reverence to God. There's a reverence about him that like, wow, I am just so amped about Jesus. Church, I believe we need to go back to some fear of the Lord. Are you with me? Yeah. Like just some awe. See, when, see when, you, when, when you've lost your awe of God, you got to go back and find it. Yeah. Wow. Because he, he, it's, it's just like the awe of God and it's loving what he loves and I hate what he hates. And, and, but to, the fear of God is to be delivered from every other fear. That's good. That's good work. You see, when, we, when I have the fear of God and I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm reflecting him and I'm in right position to him, I'm I'm released from all of the the fears. Isn't that cool? See, that's why we need the fear of God. And we got to go back to the fear of God and experience the fear of God. The foundation of wisdom is the fear of God. The foundation of knowledge is the fear of God. The beginning of wisdom. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of God. To stand in awe of Him and and know Him. And how many of y'all would like some wisdom and knowledge? The beginning of it, the foundation of it, is in the fear of God. Experiencing him, knowing him, being in awe of him. That's where it begins, not where it ends. But the problem is, is so many Christians, they're trying to make God their buddy who releases them from stuff, rather than the God in heaven that we should honor and stand in reverence to. Amen. Come on. See, God's not my buddy. See, I, like, it's, it was like my dad. My dad was never my buddy. My dad was my dad. And I learned the fear of God from my dad. I learned it, and I'm, and I'm, I'm so thankful that I learned it from him. Like, I learned, like, you, you, there's things you, you do, and there's things you don't do. And when you do them, you're blessed, and when you don't do them, you're not so blessed. That, that's, that, that, that right there, that's a lesson right there. But it's the fear of God, and it's to know him and and, and experience him. And and he does want to bless us. So, what does it mean to love what God loves? See, I want to help you today, because we say that, it's like, oh, okay, what does God love? Let me give you some verses here. How about God loves unity? How about he loves his church? He loves sacrifice. That's why he gave us Jesus. That was a sacrifice, okay? Are you with me? How about he loves obedience? in truth, and humility, and generosity. These are the things that God loves. And you even have a chapter and a verse. You need to write those down. You need to look at those. This is God. This is what he loves. So if God loves these things, what do we love? Yeah. It's this. It's, it's, it's this that we love. Because this, this defines our value system as as devoted followers of Jesus are you with me yeah so if we're devoted followers whatever he loves we love we love. he loves generosity we love generosity like nobody ever had to tell me to be a Steeler fan in my house that's what we were like nobody ever negotiated that I learned a value this is our team and it will be your team forever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's your team. This is what we do. This is who you are. Mm. You know, sometimes, like, sometimes, God, like, the values of God are like that. This is what we love, and this is why, and this is what we're committed to, but it's because this is what God loves. But okay, how about what does God hate? Oh, pastor, hate's such a strong word. It's in the Bible. Actually, if you look at most of these here are found in Proverbs chapter 6. It's because God hates some things. God hates some things here. He hates pride. That means that even people say, well, I'm not prideful. I said, but you look like it. And actually, if you break the Hebrew down, it says even if you look like you're prideful, he hates it. Even a prideful look. Hmm. Right? Even that look of pride, he hates. How about lying? Oh, that's an easy one. Of course he hates lying. What about hands that shed innocent blood? It says God hates it. What about devising wicked plans or feet that run to evil? Bearing false witness. Oh, how about this one? Disunity. Discord. Discord. That means even if you sow a seed of discord in his church, he hates it. And actually, its counterpart in Corinthians says, if you defile his church, he will destroy you. You don't hear that one preached too much. No, I mean, I mean this, is the, this is the word of God I'm talking about. But see, like, okay, what does he love and what does he hate? How about divorce? God says he hates divorce because lives are involved. Are you with me? I'm trying to give you some objective things so now we know the value system of what we believe as people who fear God. Okay, let's keep going. Verse one here, he delights to take pleasure in, to cherish, like to find God's commandments Pleasurable, attractive, pleasing, and desirable. Like his word and God's wisdom. Oh, the, I take delight. I take pleasure. I can't wait to find out well, what God wants for me next. See, this is a delight. This is like an overarching like, yes. This is like when that pumpkin pie comes out in the, in, in the extra creamy Cool Whip. Yes, I delight right? Come on. See, that's the kind of delight, but not too many people think about God's word as a delight. They think of it as an obligation, something we need to do, something that if you don't do this, God's going to get you. Rather than I delight in this, I I can't wait to find out what God has for me. See, that's a total flip, right? This is where you get the fear of God. It's found here. You know, people always ask me, they're saying, they're saying, I don't know what you're on, but I want some. And I say, I'm going to tell you, it's Jesus, and you can get some. There's enough of him to go around. Amen. I'm convinced of that. How many of you are pretty convinced of that? I, I, yeah. But it's not out of a personality. It's out of a revelation in a realization of I got the fear of God in me. I got the awe of God in me, even in the midst of difficult hard t- times. See, that, I, I'm going to take delight. God's doing a work in me. That's what I love. He's doing a work. So how can we get this? Real quick, before we get to the rest of the verses, is I'm just telling you right here, and um, uh, please note, 1 John 5, 3, actually, God's commandments are not burdensome. What God gives you to do are not a burden. That's good. Your marriage is not a burden. Amen. I'm going to try it one more time. Your marriage is not a burden. Amen. Amen. Okay, some of you are going to have a good Thanksgiving. The others, I'm trying, you know. Your kids are not a burden. Amen. Amen. They're a blessing. Amen. Okay. It, it, by faith. Come on, just speak it. Come on. Your job is not a burden. Amen. Come on. Going to church is not a burden. Amen. Serving is not a burden. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, are you with me? Reading the Bible is not a burden. Amen. Yeah, now you're catching it. See, but talking, like, oh man. Oh man, we gotta go give thanks. But you know what we're missing? We're missing devotion time. And if you don't take anything away from today, here it is, this is a good time to be awake. Because what we're missing in our lives is devotion. Uh, just an old-fashioned, like, like an old-fashioned like just sit down with, with 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 coffee or tea. Personally, I think I think Jesus likes tea coffee better, but that's just me, okay? That's just my opinion. I have no verses in the Bible. Um, where we just sit down and spend time with him. You know, because our minds are so busy, our lives are so busy, we got to go back to just a simple devotion time. Amen. Because if we want the fear of God, it's not going to happen without just sitting down and spending time with him. Amen. And so I'm urging you just spend time just, and so this is the big challenge of the week. I want you to read two, two, two chapters in the book of Psalms if you have to start with the shortest one, just go straight to 117, okay? Just, I'm going straight. Where's the second shortest one, pastor? Okay, no, just go to, go to one, start chapter one and chapter two. Just read them both. And then pick one other chapter to read. And just read it, just do what I do. I just sit there, And I don't want to study it. I'm not, to like, I'm not trying to like, oh, I got to get a message. I'm just going to spend time with Jesus and I'm just going to just, just read it. And I'm going to sit and read it. That's what I want to do. That's what I need to do. That's what I'm going to do. Are you with me? See, that's what I think we just got to go back to. How many of y'all are, are you going to meet that challenge? How many are going to give it a try? Come on, two, just pick two. Just, I'm, going to go, I'm going to read two. And you're going to find, like I always say, every psalm, it's like a Hallmark movie. You know, it starts off okay, then it gets really bad, and then it all works out in the end. Like, for the last five minutes, like, bam. The last couple verses, it's like, oh, it worked out again. And then pick another chapter in the Bible. Why do I say that? Because for how many chapters there are in the Bible, if you read 3.25 chapters a day, you'll get through the Bible in a year. How many of you know that That sounds doable? No, I'm not trying to get you the whole year. I'm just trying to get you through this week. I mean, it's amazing to me. Most of us are going to get up on Thanksgiving morning and get so busy doing stuff, we're not going to spend time reading two songs. But what I'm saying, we got slow our, we got to slow our soul down. We got to slow our lives down and just go back to a love relationship with Him. Are you with me? Okay, now now I'm gonna give you some bonus verses just because we're, we're gonna go for it all because I believe that we are not delighting in God because we're not just delighting in his word oh, his word's not burdensome, it's fun. So let's go on, let's read. Look what happens to those who fear God. So let's go to these next verses. Verse two, his offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. I want you to know that his righteousness is not referring to God's righteousness, it's referring to yours. For those who fear the Lord and reflect Him in the midst of chaos, now, now I'm not promising you God's going to give you wealth like you think about wealth, but God's going to give you success, which means pleasing Him. Now, I'm not—I—I I don't believe we should use God to get what we want. Wow. I believe we should present our hearts to God and say, God, you can use me for whatever you want. Amen. You with me? See, that's the fear of God. That's where we need to live. Not just manipulating God. This isn't a manipulation time. We gotta define success as pleasing to God. But this is what we're doing. All the men of the church are getting together tonight at six o'clock. There's 164 men that have signed up and, 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 and prepared to go and um, to, uh, to gather together for, for a barbecue feast. And I'm gonna share my heart about what it means to be a man of God. I'm just going to share my heart, and, and, and because the men of this church, the ladies got their word in October. I got a word for the men, and I'm going to share it tonight, and so if you're a guy here tonight, and you said, man, I didn't sign up. We have a few, few spots left. We just have a few ready, and um, if you don't get them quick, you can come, and you can watch me eat. It'll be good. and um, I'll sneak you something under the table. Come on, somebody, hand up. But I want you to be there at North Brad because this is what we're gonna do. Why? Because we know that our righteousness is gonna be forever, and I want my home to be blessed. I know if I go there, my wife's gonna be blessed. We're gonna have true riches from heaven. That's what that's speaking of. So my hard work is gonna pay off. Verse four, verse four, light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, Merciful and righteous. Listen, this is the thought here. If God got me, then He got this, whatever your this is. Okay, are you with me? So so we're gonna say this bottom part together. Y'all ready? So we're gonna start with God's Got Me. You ready? You ready? You locked in here? God's, God's got me There it is. See that listen. Light shines in the midst of darkness. And in the midst of darkness, again, it's not talking about God's grace and mercy. It's my, 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 I'm going to still be gracious, I'm going to be merciful, and I'm going to be righteous in the midst of darkness. Why? Because I delight in the Lord. I delight in Him. Isn't that cool? So the, the, have you ever used your phone when, it, when you're trying to find something? Am I the only person here? like? I mean, I don't even like. It's just like you ever like. Where's the lights to? Right, like I don't even put the put the like light on. I just like I think this is enough. Right? Am I right? You're like. Especially if you have little kids in your house and Legos, you know. It's like you're a ninja going through the living room. Come on. Yeah, and so it's, like, it's a light in, and in, in God doesn't always promise us to give us everything we need out there, but he always gives us what we need right in front of us. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Oh yeah, it's a light unto my path. See, many of us are waiting for our whole lives to line up, so we'll take a step, and God's saying, if you take a step, I'll help you get in alignment with me. That's a good word. Just take a step. Just take one step. Every day you read just one thing, I'm just gonna grab one thing. I'm di- like I've been reading the Psalms and I thought, oh, I'm gonna go through the book of Acts. I just get through a couple of verses, like, oh, I never saw this before. It's so much fun. It's a delight. It's a delight in him. That's what I'm saying here. See, we we gotta get past, listen, we gotta get past trying to manage our sin and get back to freedom. Too many Christians are trying to manage their problems rather than saying, I'm going to get free in my mind and in my life from what God's entrapped me with. Are you with me now? I want God to light up my path here. Verse 5, it is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. Write down these two. These two psalms: fifteen, Psalm fifteen, Psalm twenty-four. It's about, it's about He who can dwell on the holy hill. It's about He who gets to dwell with God, and that there's there's a, there's a there's a prescription for who gets to be with Him. Oh, is it exciting? It's a delight. You know what the problem with so many of our devotion. We, we, we think we can, we can take a walk around the block and then eat whatever we want all week, and we're going to lose weight. But we do the same thing with God. We come to church, and we give him a whole, like, 75, 90 minutes, and then we go about our week and do whatever we want, and we think God will fix it in a couple minutes for here. Out your amen. Out your Amen hmm but see that's what that, that's what that devotion just takes me back to him it's like me I I, I need to work on my tennis swing so I paid thirty dollars and I and I, I, I for that that hour I was really good the problem was is I I the next day I lost it all I had to go out and practice over and over and over again to get it right then that's what devotion does are you with me see I'm delighting in God today how about you Produces integrity. He deals generously and he lends and he conducts his affairs with justice. Verse 6, here we go. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. I don't know about you, but see, I have a future and a hope. No, no, no. I, I have a future and a hope. Amen. Do you? No, see, see I, 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 your face don't look like it. You look like you want to believe it, but you're just not quite sure. I have a future, and I have a hope, and my foundation is sure. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm. When you get that bad diagnosis from the doctor, when the test results don't turn out, when the car needs a new transmission, when you get that notice from the bank that you're overdrawn, when your lemon meringue pie sags in the middle, I will not fear bad news. Come on. Amen. No, see, see, no, see, you got to catch this. No, no, you got to catch it. I'm not going to fear bad news because I'm walking in the fear of God. He'll take care of it. No, as I, he got me, so therefore, he got this, whatever your this is. So I'm not going to fear bad news. My heart's firm. My heart is steady. I'm not going to be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. How many of y'all would like to be, this to be said about you? So what I'm trying to say is, is, it's found in the fear of God. It's found in a love for God. It's found in a like, listen, I'm not here today to help you get a good 40 minute fix. I'm giving you marching orders for this week of your life. Which is it? Are you, see, many people are just coming to church for a quick fix rather than saying, you know, it's not that I need fixed. I just got to get right with God. Are you with me? But this takes time. You, you don't get here overnight. See, I know what my wife likes because, because we've been doing life together. 32 years. As a matter of fact, when we go to a restaurant... About 90 to 95% of the time, I can tell you what she's going to order before she orders it. If it has anything to do with Italian food, she's going to get gnocchi and a couple meatballs. Because that's the Italian in her. If we go to other places, it's going to be grilled chicken, french fries, ranch on the side. If, if she says, I'm hungry for wings, it's barbecue. Barbecue. I don't even have to ask. As a matter of fact, before we go to certain restaurants, I know what she's going to order, but she wants to peruse the whole menu. I said, I can save you time. <laughs> Maybe you, tell, you name a restaurant. If we've been there, I'll tell you what she's going to order. That takes time. How did, you, how did you know that? Did you pray? No, I just got a keen sense of the obvious. That's all I do. I pay attention. And, 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 and now she knows what I'm going to do. She knows I'm going to read everything on the menu. And if I know where I'm going, I'm probably going to read it the day before. Because I'm doing some warm-ups. And then I'm going to narrow it down and wait till everybody else orders. And then I'm going to feel the moment. And I'm going to factor in how much she ordered is going to be on my plate. Come on, somebody. Are you with me now? See, that took time. That took intentionality. And just like with God, we're not knowing what God's doing because we're not spending time with him learning what he loves and hating what he hates. And so to this week, we're going we're to spend our time devoting our hearts to Jesus. I just want to know what he loves, and I, I want to know what you hate, because when I put my head down on the pillow at the end of the day, I just want to know that I please you, Jesus. See that's what the fear of God is. That I just want to know God that at the end of my day all I did was I just I, I pleased you that my head goes down and I served you. I pleased you. You were honored with my decisions. You were honored with my life. You were honored with my words. You were honored with with everything about me. Are you with me now? Was I a man of integrity? Was I a man of character? Was I a man of mercy? Was I a man of compassion? That's what I want to know. See, we got this false picture of God. He's out to get us. I feel bad for people that think God's out to get them all the time. I do. It's like, it's like he's, he's not just the father. He's like the Godfather. I mean, it's like, come on. It's like, geez, Matilda. Like, there's all these verses in the Bible that speak of that, that when we belong to him, it's spoken about God's people that we're the apple of his eye. Oh, which means little man in the eye. Little man in the eye. Listen, you got to catch this. When you belong to God, you're the apple of his eye. This is what it looks like right here. You know, if you get close enough to someone, you can see your reflection in the pupil in their eye. I can see myself. Amen. Now, that was a little weird. <laughs> it's a little unnerving. I was with a young guy. I was discipling, and one day we're, we're at a coffee shop, and he just locks in and starts leans over the table and starts staring at me. I said, you're making me a little unnerved. He goes, I'm just, I'm just watching my eyes because this woman walked by. I don't want to look, so I'm just going to look at you. And I'm like, can't you look down at the ground somewhere? I'm like, you don't have to look at me. I'm, I'm I'm honoring your decision, but man, you know, like. But this is how God thinks of you. You're at the center of his eye. But the only way you can be the apple of his eye, if you get close enough to him where, where he can see you and you can see your reflection in him. Isn't that cool? You know, God thinks of you that way. He wants you so close that when you look at his pupil, you see yourself in him, and really, if you look at the Hebrew word, it means dancing around, because you're, you're, the pupil of your eye and the way it reflects, that's almost a, this is a stationary picture, but it, but it, it dances. And, and when, when God looks at you as one of His, he sees you as the apple of his eye, and he is so amped because He created you just the way He wants you, and He puts you on this planet for a purpose. Amen. Yeah. I thought you'd be a little more excited. No, 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 see, I'm, I'm serious. I just want to be the apple of his eye. That's all I want to be. I want to be totally belonging to him. I just want to look at him and see, see that reflection. That's what he's saying. He's saying, like, like you want the fear of God? You want to be in awe? you got to come closer. And many of us are afraid to get closer because you might look foolish. I, I, I'm willing to be a madman for Jesus. I'm willing to do that because I'm not, I don't want to. I'm tired of fear and stuff. I'm tired of fear and bad reports. I'm tired of the. I'm tired of all that chaos here. Either you are prepared or you're being prepared for for what God is doing in your life. Last couple verses here. Is this helping you today? Amen. Is this helping you? Amen. Okay. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now, that's not God. That's, that's the one who fears God. The one who fears God distributes to the poor. Okay? He distributes freely. See, those who are free, distribute freely. Okay? And in, in, in his horn, which means strength, his strength is exalted in honor. His strength is exalted in honor to God. The wicked man sees it and is angry and he gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked will perish. Is this a picture of what's going on in our culture right now? The wicked are gnashing their teeth at true believers. If you live for God, you live the fear of God, you're going to irritate people. Not because you have a praise the Lord attitude, but because you know who you are in Christ's attitude. I know who I am. I know who's created me to be. Stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. See, See, people are going to look at you and they're going to be jealous. They're going to be agitated. And that's okay. I think sometimes we're all trying to be liked by everybody so much that we forget that you live for Christ. And I'm not talking about being purposely agitating people. I want to let you know right now, I'm trying to agitate the hell out of people so we can get heaven in. How I do that is I fear God I don't need to yell, scream, spit, and I don't even need to post on Facebook. Come on, somebody. I don't need to do all those things. I need to live a life that's in awe of God. I just want to live a life that's in awe of God. And we need that whole worship team. Come on back up here. I'm going to call an audible because it's Thanksgiving. If we can't do a little more praise, I don't know what we can do. Come on. Just find a song that works. I'm good. I feel like we got to act on this word. Amen. So these these are the two things I want you to do. Same thing as last week. In times of uncertainty, focus on what's clear. If we would do this, this this helped me through my times of Western psyche. This has helped me through some of the darkest times of my life this has helped me when I'm, I'm living I got, I got fear trying to jump on me all night long and I'm up from one until four and five my mind racing and, and, and things want to jump on me it's like wait a minute I know what's clear I know what's clear I know what's clear his, his love is, is everlasting his faithfulness endures when, when you did this wrong and you did that wrong no I'm going to get right with God I'm going to make peace with God I'm going to get it right are you with me? In times of uncertainty, listen to me church, focus on what's clear. And if you don't know what's clear, go to a voice that can be trusted and ask them. Don't call the psychic hotline. Don't. Go to somebody that do you know is gonna tell you the truth and say, tell me the truth, I need to know truth. And trust the voices that have already proven they can be trusted. And we got to stop fighting for victory and start fighting from a place of victory that I've been with Jesus. And so in guilt and condemnation and depression and doubt and all those things want to creep on my mind and I don't have enough and you don't have enough and this whole Christmas isn't going to be enough and that's not enough and the government's not enough. It's like, you're right, devil. None of it's enough, but I know who does have enough. And I'm going to rest in him. Is anybody with me right now? Does anybody in here know that you need you need that little bit of? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna trust. I, I'm, I'm gonna focus on what's clear. Come on, I just want you to move out of your seat. I want you to move up front. We're gonna worship God. Do you, I don't know what song you're gonna sing. You gonna find one.